welcome to Captivate and Close. I'm Kinsey Mackis, business consultant and marketing strategist, and I'm going to show you how to attract and enroll high-paying clients using my breakthrough online marketing strategies, all without having to rely on complicated funnels, disingenuous clickbait, or spammy sales tactics. These are the messaging, marketing, and selling secrets that virtually no one is talking about. So let's dive in. What's up guys? Oh my goodness. Happy, happy Thursday. How are we doing today? Okay. Are you guys ready for today? We're talking about messaging, marketing, and lead generation. Okay. And this is really the meat of everything that we do, when you think about attracting high quality leads, selling high quality, like selling, getting clients, right? Selling, like this is really the meat of everything. Because if you don't have leads, right, you don't have clients. And if you don't have a marketing or messaging strategy, you won't get leads. And so this really is a really, really important fundamental of everything we do. So um, I want, I'm going to give you some high level concepts to really anchor in because what I want you to be able to do is take away fundamental principles of marketing and selling, right? Without relying on how to strategies. If you understand fundamentals, then you, you are, you're going to be, um, ahead, like light years ahead of anybody else. But if you're always relying on, on strategy, right, without really understanding what the foundations are, then it's going to feel like an uphill battle. And so what you'll notice in these trainings is that I'm blending, right, fundamental principles of marketing and selling, right, to building a thriving coaching business, but also giving you some tactical level strategies, because I want you to walk away with what's working right now, so that you can apply, so you could do it right now. But again, if you don't understand how, like the fundamentals of online marketing, you guys, online selling, like it's going to feel so hard. Okay. And so I really want to do both for you, um, over the next few days. Okay. So, um, say, Hey, below. It's so good to have you here. We're going to, we're going to dive right in. Like I said, you guys, I have so many amazing things for you today. Um, and so it's like super, super packed. So stay with me. Again, we're talking about messaging, marketing, and lead gen. And at the end, I'm going to talk to you about our Facebook group strategy that is working like gangbusters. In fact, it's what cap is what enabled me to scale to those six figures in, in my first year of coaching. And it still is primary strategy for attracting leads every day. Okay. And I'm going to talk to you about what that looks like and give you, I'm going to give you, um, some next steps and what that looks like for your particular business. Okay. Um, so we're talking about crafting a marketing plan that attracts premium clients consistently. Okay. And what you'll notice about our strategy is that, um, I don't want you to just attract leads. I don't want you to just think about an ideal client. That's fluff. And that's, that's, um, that's a, an old school strategy. We really teach you how to dial in your premium version of your ideal client because there's two types, right? Of your person. There's the, there's the person that will never, right? If you think about your ideal client, there's the person that will never invest in herself and or you, and there's the person that would. I'm going to um, show you a little bit more comprehensively what that looks like so you can really anchor in um, this idea of like premium clients, okay? Premium clients, literally, they're amazing. They're, they're low maintenance. <laughs> How many of you have ever signed a client and they're like, in your worst nightmares. Like they're just like hitting you up in the middle of the night. Maybe they're not even doing the work, right? So you're like, I'm not gonna get, be able to get a testimonial. Like premium clients will be the types of people that help your business grow because they're, they're going to invest, right? They are also going to do the work and they're going to be able to help you show, right? How your unique methods work, right? You guys did some really great work yesterday, really solidifying those core pillars in your intellectual property, which is the one thing that sets you apart from anybody else 
even if someone is selling exactly the same thing, right? Health coaching, life coaching, um, energy healing, like whatever that looks like, your IP is unique to you. Your unique method, nobody else, right? Nobody else is teaching it. And this is why it's so important to get clarity there and start thinking about what are my core pillars, okay? All right, so let's talk about messaging and marketing. Now, what you guys did yesterday about really solidifying your offer, we talked about, right, your offer becoming your core, you're like your epicenter of your messaging and marketing. Why? Because, right, if you think about coming into the market and um, building demand and desire for your offers, we have to speak to the ideal client, the premium client that your offer is designed for. Right. And so oftentimes people will like create their offer over here. They'll have their ideal client over here and then their marketing somewhere over here. And this is why you will feel right if you're if it's not streamlined and and you're it's sort of like all disconnected and disjointed. We're going to have a hard time creating that consistency in leads and clients. OK, now, does anybody understand the difference between messaging and marketing? What is messaging? You know, these terms are um, like, uh, I think, buzzwords, especially in my industry as a marketing coach. Um, they're definitely kind of intertwined with one another. Um, but it's important to understand the difference because when you understand the difference, you'll understand how to leverage one or the other um, to your benefit. OK, and so if it like I would just love to know what is your version of messaging versus marketing? Do you understand the difference of what each the, the purpose of, of each of these elements are? And again, this is getting you fundamental so you understand, because most people think that these two are the same. And you're leaving um, a lot of money on the table by not understanding um, the time and place and the, the strategy behind these two elements, okay? So I'll, I'll give you again this idea of messaging versus marketing. So messaging is how you communicate the value of your offer, the value of your brand. Even if you want to think brand, right, brand level, which you guys are all personal brands, what is the value of your brand, value of your offer? It's the communication. So this is really important to understand um, because it has nothing to do with platform, right? How many times you're posting, where you're posting, email, like nothing. This is the value. This is how you demonstrate value, okay? And when we think of, again, this idea of value, I want to give you a, a really good um, a visual here, because when we go back to this idea of communication, like how many of you consider yourselves to be good communicators? OK, and communicators could be like simply are like, are you engaging? Do people like are people um, captured by your message? Do you find that people are um, coming to you with questions? Um, do you when you speak, do people resonate? Are people resonated with it? Do they are you impacting change? Um, are you clear in your communication, right? On a scale of one to 10, 10 being awesome communicator, one being maybe needing a little bit of improvement, what would you rate yourself as a communicator? Now, I'll give you some context here. I used to, um, I used to, uh, so I used to um, lead scale initiatives in my old corporate spent Sue, nine, that's amazing. Seven, Jen, awesome. So when I was in this, oh, Bethany, nine, you guys are amazing. So back in my stint, I would rate myself probably two or three. I had public speaking anxiety, and anytime I communicated, I felt like I was um, shaky, not clear, and really, really um, unsure of my message, unsure of myself. And so it created this belief that I had public speaking anxiety. How many of you ever had had that thought? But I would have to stand in front of like board level leadership. I would give presentations at in front of large scale teams. And often like I would literally you guys, this was me. I was pitting out. I would black out like I was a nervous freaking wreck. And for so long, I made that about 
um, I made that about me and my, uh, my worth, my value. But at the surface level, it was like, I'm just not a good communicator. I'm not a good public speaker. Right. And so I really started to learn that it's less about um, me and my ability to speak or not, and more about the power that I stand in when I deliver a message. So imagine me spearheading or speaking in front of a group of, you know, stuffy C-suite leaders about, you know, projects and how we're tracking on our budget and, <laughs> um, you know, our analytics and how we're trending. Like, talk about boring AF, okay? I was not passionate about that. And I was also very unsure about my purpose and like what the F I was even doing. And so as I kind of shed and let go of that identity of, you know, this corporate level person, public speaking anxiety, not really sure, and started to really step into my power as a human, as a woman, as a coach, right? Now things flow out and like you put me on stages and I'll crush it, right? I love to deliver. I don't sweat. I don't black out anymore, right? I freaking love to speak. I love to communicate. And it's one of the skills that I have continued to hone. Now, but I want to really put this into context for you because I want you to understand how important communication is, okay? Now, I'm going to demonstrate this four levels of value. And this is in conjunction to the levels of value that society places on these different um, skill sets, if you will, okay? Now, the lowest level of value, so again, this is sort of from a monetary perspective, okay? And this is not driven by me, this is sort of general society norms, if you will, okay? Now, the lowest level of value is implementation. Comment implementation in the chat below, okay? I just wanna make sure you're with me here. Implementation. Now, um, implementers are the people that work um, with their hands. They're literally getting paid, right, to work with their hands. This is your um, landscape workers. It's your roof builders or roof maintainer. I don't know. Um, it's your, your plumbers, right? It's your... Um, your housekeepers, whatever that looks like. So it's it's the implementers. They're literally getting paid to work with their hands. Now, the general norm from a salary perspective is anywhere from minimum wage to like 80K a year, okay? And this is just like general statistics. Now, what, what we wanna know though, the biggest lie or belief that is ingrained in implementation mode or the implementers is that you have to work harder to make more money. How many of you guys have had that belief or find that you do still sit in that belief? I need to work harder to be more successful or I need to work harder to make more money. How many of you guys know somebody in this way? Right. And so what happens is we're either we're trading time for money. So it's, um, you know, this was me. And if you think about it, when I first started, it was like, I'm going to like put in all my time. I'm going to work 40 plus hours. Right. Because that'll make me successful. OK. But what we know about that is that is that it's not true. I mean, how many of you guys know hard workers that would consider themselves wealthy? Right. So what we know is that's a that's a limiting belief that exists within this level. Yeah, Melissa, and it's totally normal and it's ingrained in us just based on how society just the society norms. And so it's OK. It's normal for those thoughts to creep in. But we have to we have to choose to believe something different. OK. And I want you to know that building wealth is simple and easy and fun. And you can have that truth as well. If you, and having that truth is simply choosing to believe it. Okay, so good. So implementation. Okay, now the second level of value is unification. These are our unifiers. These are people that are essentially managing our implementers, right? And so these are your, um, you know, your managers. Um, these are your C-suite levels, you know, at the highest level. They're responsible for overseeing the implementers. Now, minimum wage here, or sorry, the average salary in this level of value would be anywhere from a, from a traditional standard perspective, 80K to 250K a year. Um, 80K is, you know, your, your McDonald's manager maybe, or, you know, 250K would be 
maybe your 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 um you know your ceo suite in a corporate company okay whatever that looks like but they're responsible for overseeing the implementers now the biggest lie here comment unification below unification this is super important you guys unification i spent a lot of my time in this level of value Okay, and the biggest lie within the unification level or that the unifiers believe is that I need to have or I need more education to be successful. What? Yeah, been there, done that. Do you want to know how much money I have spent on traditional, traditional education, right? I got, you know, as you know, my story yesterday, it was like, I, you know, I went back and got my undergrad. I went back to go get my master's. I paid more money to get more credentials because I was taught that in order to progress in my career, that's what I needed, right? How many of you have had this belief before? We see it all the time too with coaches is that they believe they need to go get a certification in order to be successful. Now, there's nothing wrong with certifications as long as you're doing it for the right reasons and also you're making money <laughs> while right learning. It is so important, you guys. There is no reason. There is no reason you should not be earning while you learn, right? So the moment I decided to become a coach, I started making money, right? And it wasn't this getting ready to get ready. It was like, I'm going to earn while I learn. And of course, I progressed right through the learning and started to be able to provide a higher level service as I evolved, but I was always one step ahead of at least somebody. Earn while you learn. The unification lie is a lie, right? I need more education to be more successful. How many of you guys have had this belief, right? That I need to learn more. And now there is something to be said, right, about gaining knowledge from people that have been before you, right? Like coaches and mentors. I have, I will always have several coaches. I have a mindset coach. I learn from a consultant, right? Who's like on track for a hundred million year, a hundred million dollar year, because he's already been where I've been. Right. And so I'm always going to lean on the people that have built what I built, but none of it, right. Is a, a, from a, a place of, I need more um, credentials right? I need to get ready to get ready. Yeah. I made low pay with my master's in education. Yeah. My master's didn't give me jack. <laughs> you guys, master's in business administration. When I completed my master's, I didn't even get a promotion. Like what is even happening? It's just crazy, right? Okay. Don't even get me started. Okay. So unification. Okay. Now the third level of value, now we're moving into the higher levels of value. And this is where I want you to really, really see what's possible for you when you master these skills, okay? Communication, okay? Now your communicators are your actors, your authors, your coaches, your speakers, right? These are people that are getting paid to speak. They're getting paid to speak, okay? And it's when you speak, right? Whether it's a verbal, written, transfers of knowledge, when you get paid to speak, you are changing the emotional state of your audience, your audience, your reader, your client, right? Your, whoever's in, you know, below the stage with you, like communication. This is a level of value that you guys all need to be operating in. Okay. The uh, standard, you know, again, a big range here, hundred K a year, 200 million a year okay of course these are like your actors and stuff but imagine when you leave a movie right you have a, a state of change in your emotions right it made you feel something right when when our clients work with us right we're changing the trajectory of their business and their life we're changing the state of their thinking they're feeling they're doing right because of our content because of how we coach right you guys are coaches you should be at this level of communicating where you're really mastering that level of value in regards to being able to communicate, right, the value you bring. 
Is this making sense? Comment communication below. This is where I really want you guys to start placing yourselves because most of you with the thoughts and the behaviors, right, are acting as if, right, your implementers, your unifiers, this is not you. You guys are coaches, you're change agents, and you have to operate at that level with, right, with the mastery of this skill. And this is why communication is such a high level um, piece for you to understand, while also going back to tactically, right, becoming a better, um, becoming a better steward of your message, becoming a better communicator, right? So good. Like, is this so good? So the highest level of value, though, and again, this is just for you to really start to anchor in is the imagination. OK, and these are beginning people that get paid to literally have a thought, right, to have an idea. This is like your Steve Jobs, um, Elon Musk. Right. And, and that's where we're sitting in like one million to a billion. But if you think about right, even from a, a manifestation perspective, it starts at the top. You have a thought right? You speak the thought into the reality, you do the work, right? But most people going back to this idea of be, do, have, most people are trying to, you know, do the things until, right? They're trying to do the things from current state without having, right, the right thoughts and truth aligned with where they're going. Is this making sense? Is this resonating with you? This is so, so important. So not only do we have four levels of value and really seeing where you need to be operating, but now you also have, right, this is very, very articulate too, right, representative of how things become a reality. You have the thought, right? You speak the truth, right? You speak it out into your reality. You have, you communicate the value, right? Whatever that looks like. And then you, right, do the work. It is, it's really backwards from how most people operate. So good, right? So let's go back to, this is really important. Um, and again, when you think about how you're operating in your business, how you're showing up as the expert, you really want to think, am I, am I operating at the highest level of value right now? Okay. But then tangibly, right, going back to this, this idea of messaging, right, becoming a better communicator, period. You will get paid, right? The more value you bring, the more money you make. Period. That's like boom. Okay. Okay. So let's go to marketing. Okay. So messaging is how you communicate the value and marketing is how you reach people with your messaging. Okay. This is the eyeballs. This is the people. Okay. Now where most people get hung up on is focusing all their efforts on marketing. It's like, I need how many of you, um, if you comment eyeball, eyeballs below, this is so fun. I love it because it's like, when we talk about getting more eyeballs on our things, right? Comment eyeballs below. Now, eyeballs are an important part of the equation, but most people think it's the only part, right? And how many of you have been in the cycle of, I need more followers. I need more email subscribers. I need more clients, right? I need me like all these number driven things. Okay. But the thing is, if you're putting crap right in front of people, it doesn't matter how many eyeballs you have. And this is where it's so important to really dial in the messaging, the communication, right? Because then it, it's it's more about quality over quantity. You guys, when I hit my first six figures, I had less than, I don't know, 500 people on my email list. Same on my in my Facebook group, probably about 500 people in my Facebook group. And I definitely, I had less than a thousand followers on Instagram because I wasn't, you know, really doing anything over there. And it, it was because, right, I, I brought more value in my messaging and focused very little on growth. But with quality comes natural growth. OK, and now that we've hit 50K months plus, our numbers haven't changed a ton. I mean, I've got about less than 2000 people on our email list, less than 1500 in our Facebook group and still less than 3000 followers in um, on Instagram. Okay, so it's not about the numbers. It's not about the numbers. What's more important is the quality. Now, of course, it's a part of the equation because if you have no eyeballs, right, then then the messaging is for nothing. But it's really important to see how they work together. Okay, so 
Um, when we think of a marketing message, okay, this is the value, this is the communication. There's really, really fundamentals here, okay? So we've got the who, the what, and the how, okay? How many of you feel like you could articulately say who you help and how you help them? I think this gets people hung up a lot. And um, as you guys have started to really flush out your offers and your pillars, right, you have a method, but now we really need to think about who is the perfect person for this offer and, right, the perfect person for the, the premium person, okay? So let's talk a little bit about the who. When we get, start to niche down, this is super important. So when, um, have you guys heard um, the red ocean, blue ocean concept? This is a concept I learned from Russell Brunson. And um, it's taking, so the red ocean, right? If you imagine all the sharks feeding in the ocean on the same food, right? It creates this bloody mess of, of a water, of water, right? That's so morbid, but hang with me, okay? It's the red ocean. It's where all the sharks are feeding on the same food. Blue ocean, right, is sort is this new sort of clear space where there are no competitors, no sharks, okay? And what we want to do is take a red ocean and carve out your blue ocean inside of that, okay? Now, the three biggest money makers in the space are health, wealth, relationships. And I'm willing to bet that all of you have are sitting in one of those three industries, the biggest money makers, health, wealth, relationships, okay? If you don't, if you don't think you're in one of those, comment below and I'll, I'll, um, I'll let you know, but a map, but those three alone, right? Red oceans, right? If you think about all the people in the health coaching space, red ocean, all the people in the wealth space, helping people make money, red ocean, all the people in the relationship space, red ocean. Okay. But what we want to do is carve out your blue ocean in that big red ocean. Okay. And how we do this is becoming right more niche in who we serve and how we serve them. Okay. How many business coaches do you know, right? There's tons of business coaches, but we have been able to carve out a blue ocean, right? By not just our IP, the unique methods, right? But we're like in the marketing, the messaging, right? The scalability phase, like the way that we teach it and what we teach is really carving out our red ocean or sorry, our blue ocean, and also in who we speak it to, right? We're really speaking to coaches and consultants, right? It started from, you know, entrepreneurs to coaches. And so when you guys think about, um, it, you know, the niching down feels so heavy sometimes and overwhelming because of this idea of I'm going to leave people out. But what happens is when you get so specific in who you're speaking to and can specifically speak to their pain points, their challenges, their desires, right? And they see your, themselves in your content. It's so potent that you get layers of that um, even outside of your initial, um, your, your niche. Okay. Is this making sense? So for instance, like we own, like all of our content, all of our offers are designed for coaches, right? But and female coaches, we only work with females, but we get men and like we always have to be like, no, we don't work, you know, and we get um, network marketers and we get service-based entrepreneurs. So we get these layers of people because we're so clear and magnetic that it just pulls people in out of those layers, okay? So what I want you to do, if you're afraid to niche down, um, I want, I just want to give you encouragement that it it's, it's the this idea that I'm leaving people out. It's the opposite effect. Okay. So what this looks like is just getting, when you think of your who getting more specific, okay. Instead of women, maybe it's busy moms instead of people, maybe it's what they struggle with, right. Instead of entrepreneurs, coaches, um, instead of moms, maybe it's a working mom, right. Um, instead of couples, it's couples looking for something specific, okay? This is really important because, again, a busy mom versus, or sorry, a working mom versus a stay-at-home mom, different pain, different challenges, different desires, okay? A coach versus maybe a service-based entrepreneur, different mistakes, different challenges, different desires, okay? Now, I want to go over this premium buyer matrix because what I described earlier is this idea of you're going to have two different types of your ideal client. This is why it's not enough just to know who your ideal client is, okay? We want to attract the people that are ready to invest in themselves and they're ready to make the change, okay? 
So um, on the lower left uh, hand quadrant, we have low investors, low potential. Okay, these are the people that will that I shouldn't say never that will not uh, will most likely not invest right even from a time perspective, time money, and they're not willing to make a change. Low potential. Okay, how many of you guys have? Um, worked with someone low potential. And I don't mean potential, like we all have potential, right? But their a willingness to move on that potential is very, very low, right? How many of you guys have worked with someone in this regard? It can be so frustrating, right? Because as a coach, you want them, it's like you want it more than they do, right? So the right hand, um, sorry, the right lower quadrant, we have low investors, high potential. Now, these are the people that will most likely not invest time or money, um, but, right, they are ready to make a change, okay? Now, if you think about um, what that means, I'll circle back to that thought, but again, this is really helping you sort of differentiate the types of, of buyers that are out there right now, okay? Up in the left uh, higher quadrant here, uh, upper quadrant, we have high investors, low potential. These are people that are willing to spend money. It's not an issue, but they're just still not really to make a change. We actually get a lot. Um, we get some of those as well. It's like there's just people that they they um, they don't mind spending the money, but their their readiness for change isn't quite there yet. Okay, and, and maybe it will come later, but it's not quite there yet. Now the problem when you the issue or challenge in working with people that are not ready to move on their potential is what we know about scaling. You can get to six figures without super potent testimonials, but in order to scale from six to seven figures, you need those testimonials. And so if people aren't doing the work and getting breakthroughs and, you know, doing the thing or um, getting the result that you, um, that you offer, it's like, oh, for nothing. You're just like pissing away your brilliance, right? We need those people to make or to create results for themselves, right? So that they can help us really show, right, our methods work, right? Is this making sense? Say yes below. <laughs> Let me know you're with me, okay? Now in the high, in the top right-hand quadrant, high investors, high potential. And you guys, this is where we want to really build out your premium offer. It's for people that are ready to invest and people that are ready to make a change. Now you'll notice as you start to, and we do more work, I wish I could spend all day on this because this is really um, this is really where we um, help you the most in really thinking about messaging. You'd be so surprised, like you'll uh, initially look at it and you're, it may not feel like you're pulling in one or the other, but immediately you'll start to spot like, oh, this is really angled to the people that are not ready. Language pattern patterns that you can use to pull in high investors, high potential are things like you've tried all the things, right? And being very explicit. What have they been trying that's not working? We know, because what we know about the people that have already tried something is right there they've tried to invest time and and you know their thing their their um their eagerness their willingness but it's just not quite working for them right and we get to offer your solution um which is going to be the solution right so uh, things like um you've tried all the things also when you think of a of a more advanced level person right somebody that is already primed for that change, what types of things are they doing, right? So one of the things, um, um, Angela Asia, who you'll you'll probably hear more about her um, tomorrow, but she is a life coach and she came in and worked with us um, at the beginning of the year, the spring, and within the first 30 days, she hit 22K months and it was just from the shift in her messaging. She realized she was attracting um, all the broke people that were not ready to make a change. And what we did was take the same offer, right? Same positioning, but we just shifted the, who she was talking to. And it was people that, yes, they had traumatic experiences, but they were overcome in it. They were to the sense that they were over it enough or um, through it enough that they had the awareness that they were ready for something new. They were ready to really overcome it and create something of it instead of like speaking to the person that's still in victim. Okay. So even just thinking about what is your person, like the type of uh, things, 
feeling thoughts that your person is doing that is already positioned for readiness, right? Is this good? So there is a course offers, right? That can be for these other people, but that is not where your focus should be when you think of taking one signature offer to seven figures, right? We really want to capitalize on your high investors, high potential, because you guys are everywhere. They are everywhere. We just have to pull them in, right, with that potent messaging. Again, this has nothing to do with your marketing, okay? The marketing is, right, the strategy of where you're showing up, right? And, and um, um, you know, the consistency and things like that. The messaging is going to be the thing that pulls these people in, okay? So we have, so clarity on the who is really, really important. Are you speaking to the right person, right? And always setting the benchmark one knob, like one knob higher, right? So it's like, if you're trying to, for instance, like we, when we um, speak to people that want to hit their first six figures, we pull in some, you know, people that are just starting on their journey. When we speak to, you know, bringing in their first seven figures, right, we get people just like hitting, they're on their way to hit six figures or beyond. So it's interesting. You've got to set that benchmark high and speak to their desired state. Okay. Um, if you have questions on that, let me know. Okay. So now we move on to the what. This is where, again, a lot of people get stuck. And this is where, though, you have the most opportunity to um, create a blue ocean. Okay. So, for example, it's good, grow your business. Okay. How, how vague is that? When you think about solving a problem, that's a very big problem. Right. If you think about a red ocean, like how many people are helping you grow your business? But right where we come in and specific to our niche, we help. Right. We help you get high ticket clients using organic social media marketing. Right. Super, super niche specific to our brilliance. Right. And our front end offer. Of course, we have um, back end strategy for our high level, higher level clients. But this is the bulk of where people are coming. Okay. Um, an example, lose weight, right? Very vague and very red ocean. Okay. We work with a lot of health coaches and we've allowed, we've been able to really think about what is the exact problem, the exact result that allows you to set yourself outside of all the other health coaches, right? And so an example here, drop the last step of 10 pounds. Lots of people looking to drop those last 10 pounds, right? If that's your specialty. Um, the other thing we see a lot is confidence. You guys, nobody, okay, yes, people say they want confidence, but they're not going to pay for it. <laughs> so an example here, this could be somebody that's working with coaches, right, or um, online providers, right, and helping them increase video viewers so they can get more people to buy, right, very specific, very niche. Um, this is another thing we see a lot, overcome living beliefs, okay? Especially for you life coaches, we have we work with a ton of life coaches as well. And it, it really is about taking something kind of fluffy and making it more tangible, okay? An example here, we pull from somebody that helps you eliminate anxiety without meds, right? So we really want to think about what is the symptoms, okay? Comment symptoms below. Symptoms. This is so important. When we going back to this theory of communication, in order to become a better communicator to attract that high paying lead, you have to be able to right use their language. Okay. Sometimes we get so into our expertise and so in our heads, and we just speak out. Right. Which is better than nothing. But what happens is we're generally speaking right over the heads of our clients or our ideal clients. OK. But what you want to understand is when we are able to place ourselves in their shoes, what are their symptoms? What are they experiencing? They may not know. Right. That they have a headache because they are eating dairy. All they know is they have a headache. So if you are trying to tell them, right, hey, I'm going to help you. Hey, dairy is so bad for you and um, you should eliminate dairy. Da, 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 right. You're, you're going to speak right over them. But if you're like, hey, I, there's reasons why you're having headaches. Right. And did you know 50 percent of right, the population is actually glare, uh, dairy intolerant? And one of the leading causes of that is constant headaches. And I just totally made that up. But here's how we go with this. Right. 
all your person knows right now is their symptoms when it comes to their problems, right? They have their eye on desires. They want to feel better. They want to grow their business. They have their eye on there, but you pull them in with their symptoms, right? And what they're feeling, what they're experiencing. Okay. So when you think about that, when you think about the problem they solve, think about the symptoms they're experiencing, right? We know the symptom of our clients is they're not getting enough clients, but they're also attracting all the low quality buyers, okay? That's a symptom. That's what they're feeling, okay? And so if, if we're always speaking over the head of their symptoms, then we're not going to allow them to connect the dots, okay? So good, right? So this is the what. Now, when we think about, so I want to hop, I want to skip, skip over here. Okay. And hang with me for a minute. Do you guys have any questions in regards to the who and the what? Okay. Now the how, right. When we go back to, um, the who, what, how, the how is your unique method, which you guys already did yesterday. You can write me around that. You can kind of solidify what, the, you know, it's like, Again, going back to how do you condense a big thing into just a very articulate statement, but that's your how, and that's really what sets you apart, right? But then we get to decide who is that for, right? Because you already, you designed the how based on the who. And so if you need to revisit, right, your who, I want you to do that. And part of your homework will be that, but getting really um, clear on this, because especially when you guys think about, this is super important, okay? So when you scale from some one-to-one -one coaching to group coaching, what happens is you're, right, we're taking groups of people through this method, through this framework, right, through your pillars, and, um, and it becomes this roadmap. Right. This is how we scale, because it doesn't matter how many times you coach them. Right. It doesn't matter how many coaching calls they have, because now you have a proven method that they they, they go through and can get results. OK, but if you try to put that method out for more types of people, it gets a little hairy. OK, am I making sense? So, for instance, it would be really hard for an agency owner to go through our method that's designed for coaches because it's going to be slightly different in what they need and want. Although same principles apply, right? And there's a lot of concept and, and training that could apply to them, but the framework is slightly different. And this is why when you when you when you pivot to group coaching, getting more clear on your niche, it's going to require a little bit of a discipline to make sure right? This is designed for a very specific type of people, okay? Give me some emojis if you're with me, okay? just want to make sure, this, again, these are advanced level concepts, but I really, really want you guys to start to like anchor in your unique methods and having an eye for truly the types of people, right, that are designed for your perfect, your perfect pathway to success. Yeah, so good. Okay, so let's move on to lead gen because this is another big thing where people get hung up, okay? So we've got the marketing and the messaging. But when we think of lead generation, right, it's the complete journey of them becoming, just coming to know you to becoming a client. And we have to fill in the holes because if you're only focused on marketing, if you're only focused on eyeballs, right, and, and articulating the value, then there's a mile, there's a marker missing in your business that's actually getting people to become clients. And so I want to walk you through what lead gen looks like, right? Comment lead generation below, because this is a super um, fluffy, buzzy word, again, in our industry. And so I want you to walk away with clarity on what lead generation is and how you can right away implement something in your business that's going to elevate, right, your conversions all around, more leads, more clients, okay? Again, principle-based, and then we're gonna talk about Facebook groups here in a second, and so you can see how this works in real life, okay? Real life, because <laughs> I'm all about real life, okay? So let's talk about the client journey, okay? Now, client journey, right, is this, we call this the three phases to the client journey, okay? We have the first phase, which is the captivate phase. And in captivate, this is where we are really capturing someone's attention. So they go from, not even knowing about you to a lurker, 
Okay, this is when they come to know who you are, right? This is when somebody like presses the follow button on Instagram or they find your Facebook group and they opt into your Facebook group, okay? You did something that captured their attention. Now in the captive, like most people think that in order to captivate people, like you need more numbers, like going back to this, like the, the number principle, like you need more numbers or you need like fancier um, images or, right, you need something you don't have but truly the capture the capturing phase like captivating somebody's attention is your messaging how potent is your messaging and how potent is your energy and this comes from you believing right that you're the expert and showing up in the energy of service giving value and also your conviction in your expertise okay has nothing to do with numbers nothing to do with colorful photos. It's really your communication and the energy behind it. Okay. So the first phase becoming unknown to lurker. Okay. Now the second phase is the connection phase. Okay. This is when they go from lurker to lead. This is where they're actually coming to like you. Okay. If we go back to this no like, and trust, this is, we're just dissecting this. And in the connection phase, right, they are starting to really learn more about your style, right? There's something in their, in your content, in, in your conversion event or whatever, that is starting to really speak to their heart and their mind. Okay. They're starting to like you based on what you're putting down. Okay. And then we have the close comment, close below, close this is so important you guys close okay this is the final phase when people go from lead to client <laughs> but this is often what most people leave out of their lead gen process okay because we avoid sales like the plague okay now i want to shift your mindset there first of all selling is serving because if you imagine so going back to um uh, if you guys remember yesterday, right, I was freaking burnt out in my career. I wanted nothing more than to be home with my kids and my baby, and I wanted out so bad, right? And at the time, my mentor was like, I can help you do that, right? And her program cost me, uh, it was like $12,000. Um, at the time, I hadn't, I was generating no revenue in my business, okay, no revenue. And so logically, Right. The 12, like spending $12,000 on something that wasn't even making money was would make no sense. <laughs> and I remember being like going to my husband and um, and there was a part of me again. He's a he has his master's in finance, very masculine, like very masculine driven. Right. Like logic brain, like where's the budget? Where's the numbers? OK. And so I knew it would be a tough sell to be like, can I have, you know, $12,000 to invest in this program to grow a business that it hasn't even started yet, right? And, um, but, you know, quick hack, if you ever want something from your husband, it's all selling principles. I learned how to sell, right? I sold him on this concept. But going back, I, like circling back to this idea of if she, if this mentor of mine that helped me do that would have never offered this thing to me and had the drama around, oh my gosh, right? $12,000, that's too much. Nobody would pay that. I could potentially still be sitting in a very depressive state, um, wasting away in corporate if she had that mindset around $12,000, okay? Selling is serving, you guys. You have a gift. You have a transformation. I don't care what you're selling. You're selling a transformation. Even if it's a product, you have a transformation. And you keeping that to yourself and not sharing it more is doing your perfect people a huge disservice, okay? So I know I went on, on a tangent, but when we go back to this lead gen, where people get caught up is producing all the content, right? And sharing all the things and growing all the audience without the selling, the closing. And that's why when we, when clients come to us, right, they're gener they're not generating enough profit. And this is apl applicable to you too. If you're beyond six figures, what I learned is when, you, when it comes to turning up the volume, just about making more offers, more like in a streamlined way, right? If, we'll talk tomorrow about our launch strategy, but you just becoming more confident in your closing skills. And it's so good. Okay. So 
again, holistically, client journey, captivate, connect, close, right? They're going from unknown, lurker, lead, client, okay? This is the journey that I want you to make sure um, that you have the awareness around because then you get to place, right, touch points in your business that allows you to effectively move somebody from unknown to client, okay? So let me give you some examples of what this looks like because, again, lead generation gets so thrown around and like I think people think of like ads and funnels and complicated strategies but it's so simple okay so let's walk you through one example let's say they friend you on Facebook how many of you guys get tons of friend requests on Facebook okay this is happening every day okay in this instance they friend you on Facebook okay they go to your Facebook profile where we encourage you to have a Facebook group link or next steps and also, right, you maybe you talk about it once a week. So we have our clients really make sure they are building in their Facebook group promotional strategies in their content strategy. If you're not talking about your Facebook group at least every day or every other day in your stories, content, why, right? And I'll talk about Facebook groups here in a minute. But you, um, you, this is why it works so well, right? So they friend you on Facebook. They are they're one of your ideal clients, okay? They see that you have a Facebook group that's perfectly designed for them, right? And in their opt-in, they give you their email address, right? So we have it structured so that you give the email address. So we're building our email list. You guys, if you don't have an email list, it's okay, um, but you should build one. You should. It's a huge asset. Email marketing will never die. And you should be building it in tandem to your audience building, okay? So they join your Facebook group. Now they're inside your Facebook group and this is when they're starting to connect with you, right? They love your content, you're posting questions, they're starting to engage with you, they're kind of moving right from just like sitting in the lurker phase to like really starting to feel warm to you, okay? And then you have, we do these powerful promotional posts where at least once a week you have a really high value post with a call to action. It's like send me a DM. Or, you know, comment below if you're this person looking for this thing, right? And you move them to the DM and close on the call. This is a very simple lead gen pathway, okay? When you work with us, we have you map out your lead gen pathway so it becomes really, really clear where those pathways are in your business, okay? This is, can't like, is this doable for you? Okay, let me give you another example now that you can see the screen. Um, let's see here. Find you on Instagram. So how many of you are, are, are on Instagram? Um, they, they check you out on Instagram. Okay. And they start paying attention to your strategic content. So know that content is an important part of your lead gen because it allows people to see your expertise, how you help people. And when they see that consistently, right, they start to pay more attention. Okay. We call this strategic content. Then, right, maybe you're doing a conversion event. You're running a challenge. So you promote it on Instagram. So they go to the link in bio and opt in. Okay, they get nurtured during your challenge. And then you close them, right, in the DMs or sales call. Again, a very simple lead gen. One of our favorite lead gen um, strategies is obviously conversion events. We actually run them in, right, we leverage the Facebook group strategy. But this is, again, making sure most people are like, oh, I'm just going to push content out to Instagram and, you know, have people book a call. But what's missing is if you think about level of commitment in somebody booking a call with you to hire you versus just joining a conversion event like a masterclass or a challenge or your Facebook group, we want to remove those barriers, right? It's like low commitment. Your people don't want to go all in with you yet. Some people will. Some people won't, depending on where they're at in their journey, okay? So we just want to make sure, do you have these these um, these uh, markers in your business, okay? Now let's talk about Facebook groups. I'll kind of speed through this because I want to really honor your time. This is one of our favorite strategies, okay? Truly, this is all I did my first year of coaching was build my Facebook group, right? And, and that strategic content. And we did our conversion events in our Facebook groups. Um, but why Facebook groups? I think so many of you probably already have one. And you, I think instantly there, there's tons of groups, okay? But the truth is, if you don't have a group, um, and in the next year, it's like you're, you're doing your brand, your business, a huge disservice because Facebook is actually prioritizing groups. Okay. Um, and this looks like they, they recently spent 
$10 million on a 60 second commercial that promoted Facebook groups. Okay. So Facebook's Facebook is putting money behind groups. Okay. So what that means for the user experience, right? When they think about how to design an experience for a user, they want their users to go to groups. So they're going to promote them, right? They're going to show your group to other people. And it's a part of the overall strategy. This is where they're heading. Okay. Also, it allows you to really, really show up as the expert and carefully curate your audience, right? Of your ideal clients, of your premium clients. Okay. If done well, I'm going to show you a naming strategy that works really well, but Facebook will help you grow your group. Okay. I'm going to show you how, but if you think about your general audience on Facebook or Instagram, you don't know really who those people are. They're not necessarily all your ideal clients. But when you strategically build your Facebook group, basically all those people in your group are, are your ideal clients. So it's a very direct channel to your people. Okay. So really thinking about, okay, can is can again, can this be a part of my core strategy? Okay. So uh, this is why I want to really anchor in the why. This is just a picture of a billboard. Like find your Facebook group. Facebook is like Again, promoting people, like getting people in Facebook groups. Do you want them in your group or somebody else's? No, you want them in your group, okay? Just to give you some context here, it really becomes the hub of your marketing strategy, okay? If you think about lead gen and marketing, we really try to create a streamlined um, strategy that it's like this is so it's all weaving to the Facebook group, okay? Our Instagram's pushing there, our email's pushing there, right? Personal profile. And it, it becomes our hub for our lead gen, okay? And then we have, right, DMs and sales calls where we're doing all the closing, okay? It becomes a very simplified method for your um, marketing. So give you, I wanna give you some examples because what I want you to really, really know and understand is the, strate the strategy behind Facebook groups, okay? So Facebook, well, just like there's an algorithm for a personal profile, there's an algorithm for Facebook groups. And if you do it well, Facebook will help you fill your Facebook, your group with leads, free leads, okay? Just so you know, paid ads, I'm gonna talk about paid advertising tomorrow. I didn't use paid ads until after I was um, six into my six figures. And um, Facebook, because I was able to get free leads with my Facebook group, okay? So if you name it strategically, not only are you positioning it for the perfect person, but if you have keywords, right, you'll come up as a search, you'll come up in the search bar. So when people go to look for health coaches or health tips, right, Facebook groups come up. And so if you don't use keywords that are directly for your who, your what, then you're you're um, getting overlooked by the people that are literally looking for you. Is making sense? Not only that, but what happens is if you use keywords that are specific to your niche, it Facebook will pair you with bigger like groups. So anybody that's in those groups, like they'll start to recommend your group to who they think they want. They'll recommend your group to who they believe right is your ideal client. This is why we get free leads in our Facebook group every day. So important. Okay, so it's the naming of the group and then in the description, really making sure you're putting those keywords in there. There's a strategy behind this. Okay, so some examples of some of our clients, just to give you an idea. So um, Michelle, right, she's a life coach for working moms. So she specifically in her name, it was working moms wanting more. She's calling out that person. Right. So when they go to search for things like this or right, she, like she uses keywords like business, leaving corporate, things like that, she's going Facebook is going to pair her with those other type of uh, keywords and those people and help her grow her group. OK. And she added Soul Circle in there because she is more in the spiritual space and she wants to attract that type of person. OK, um, this is Millie. So working moms, healing, anxiety and emotional overwhelm exact like the problem right she's like putting the problem in there okay we have another client here who's in the relationship space so she helps you manifest your dream husband in 90 days or less she's literally putting that in the title okay 
And then Letty's, it, Letty's a health coach and she has Thrive with Letty. And instead of changing her group name, what we did is just optimize her banner. So it has like her core lead magnet and also added things in the keywords that would make sure we're pulling in the people that are looking for her solution. So there's lots of things you could do here, but this is why you guys, it's so important to strategically name it instead of, you know, you want to go cute and creative, which is okay. Like there's a time and place for that. But when, if you want Facebook to help you grow your group, like how amazing would that be? And you want people to find you, it's sort of like a search function. Then you want to think about really the who and the what. Okay. And so that's really your homework today. I want you to get more clear on your person. I want you to really get clear on the problem you're solving, and then you can leverage that to decide on a group. So if you already have a name, let's consider renaming it. If, if, if you feel like it would be more in line with the who and the what, um, and also positioning yourself more powerfully. And again, it also is another opportunity, opportunity to highlight your brilliance. Okay. If you've got the who and the what in there, because you're really, really going all in on that. And that's super important. Okay. So that's what I want you guys to focus on. All right, girls, I'll, I can't wait to see your work and I'll see you tomorrow. Final day signature seven. All right, guys, see you later. Hey, you, thank you so much for listening. It's an honor to be able to pour into the hearts and minds of like-minded entrepreneurs all over the world. But my most favorite part is being able to connect with you in real life. If you loved what you heard here, head over to the community where thousands of female CEOs, just like you, are changing the world one human at a time. We go deeper into the topics we discuss here and give away tangible roadmaps to help you crush your revenue goals. To join this high caliber free community, head over to kinseymackis.com forward slash community. See you there.